Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are back with our last episode of 2023. And so it should be fun because we're talking about our favorite shows of the year and also The Crown. The final episodes of The Crown have dropped. The Crown has closed and is over. And we have opinions and thoughts and want to discuss how they wrapped it up. But first we have TV news. Jordan hit us. Well, there's two two shows that they announced this week are ending. One of them is Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is ending on April 7th after 12 seasons. And one is What We Do in the Shadows, which is ending after its sixth season, which is pretty amazing that it was six seasons long. I need to catch up. That's a good show. Yeah, I was kind of excited seeing that it was ending because it made me feel like, okay, now I can just like binge it and finish it. Totally. And I felt that way about Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. Now there won't be like new episodes like when people are like did you watch this episode you should watch it i can't believe you haven't watched it i can finally just like watch it on my own time every time i tell people like oh i love seinfeld and they're usually a follow-up like oh so do you love curb your enthusiasm and i'm like i've never watched it yet but i laugh at every clip i see <laughs> on tiktok <laughs> so now i can finally <laughs> i watched the john ham episode and that's it yeah <laughs> <sighs> Um, Alexander Skarsgård is going to be starring in a show for Apple TV Plus called Murderbot, which is about a self-hacking security android played by Skarsgård, who's horrified by the human emotion yet drawn to its vulnerable clients. (laughs) And I'm intrigued. Yeah. Murderbot is exactly how I would describe how he looks. So it's perfect. <laughs> um, Bridgerton is finally coming back. Finally, we get to actually watch Nicola Coughlin's season of being the main character. Um, it's coming back in late late spring 2024, and will be split into two parts. Haven't seen a reason that makes sense of why they have to do that, but okay, sure. Literally, I was so confused. Yeah, so part one is May 16th, and part two is June 13th. Okay, so, so it's a similar uh, situation to The Crown, where it's yes. like they drop some episodes. It feels kind of weird, I think, to do that for, unless I'm mistaken, for something that's not the final season of a show. just feels like it's like a very dramatic thing that kind of makes sense for the final season of a show, like uh, The Crown... Or, like, Mad Men did that. Remember when Mad Men did that on network TV? Mm-hmm. And so, unless maybe this is the last Bridgerton season, I haven't heard that. Just I just don't really get why they do it. But I don't either, especially with, like, streaming. Like, yeah. With Grey's, like, with something like Grey's Anatomy, where they have, like, 20 episodes a season, I think they, like, take a long break in the middle like streaming i just like yeah and something like bridgerton it doesn't make any sense to me so i'm anti parts i agree i guess when you say it like that 
it does even make sense for Stranger Things more than Bridgerton because Stranger Things is like there's like it's action you know so it kind of just I can see how it's like maybe they have one big one big battle with a monster or something and then they take a couple weeks off and then like they, cliffhangers yeah exactly like it's there's these huge climactic moments Bridgerton it's like <laughs> it's just like the love story that just seems kind of weird are you saying there's not climaxes in <laughs> Um, I never watched that Nine Perfect Strangers show, but they released some of the cast for the next season. Um, Murray Bartlett, Annie Murphy, Christine Bransky, uh, King Princess, and other people that I don't recognize their names. I was confused by the King Princess of it all, honestly. That was yes. the one I was the most hung up on. <laughs> ditto um yeah great cast i also never watched the first season but um that was the wrong word and i'm kind of (laughs) surprised because i felt like most people didn't like um season one so i'm always kind of intrigued and season one had a good cast i thought too totally agree interesting very um, Girls Five Eva, their Netflix season is dropping on March fourteenth. Very excited. Very excited. Um, Platonic, which I never heard of anybody watching. That show with um Seth Rogan and what's her name? Rose Is that her Bur- name? uh Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne? Yeah. That was renewed for season two at Apple. Um, I wanted to watch it. I just never got around to it. But I was surprised because I literally didn't hear anyone watching it. Yeah. I guess Apple Plus is just so... They're just rich. They can just literally do whatever they want. <laughs> they, like, it's... But we no never one understand the because they have so many shows that no one watches. Literally. Oh, it's so weird. It's so funny. Um... Two new Adam Sandler movies on Netflix that sound extremely interesting. First one is Noah Baumbach, and it's Adam Sandler and George Clooney in an emotional coming-of-age film about adults. I will be watching. For sure. I'll be seated. Um, And then the other one is starring Adam Sandler, Paul Dano, and... Uh, Carrie Mulligan called Spaceman coming out on March 1st and it's following an astronaut who finds his life falling to pieces and turns to a creature from the beginning of time for help. I didn't watch the trailer so if it's a knee slapper comedy uh, I didn't see that so please don't knock (laughs) me too much but um, it was something where like he's an astronaut and from space he learns that like his wife is leaving him and stuff like I don't know. It's just like, wow. Okay. Paul Dano's playing that person? I think Adam Sandler is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm so intrigued. So, excited. Um, There was another show that is wrapping up with its final season that you forgot to mention. Oh. And that's Good Omens on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh are you okay are you crying every night about I'm that i'm crying i'm so sad wow so it's gonna end after season three 
or it's done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's ending after season three. Third and final mm. season. Wow. Never to be seen again. Yeah. Um, They changed the name of the Catherine Hahn Agatha Marvel series again. <laughs> and they named it Agatha All Along is going to be the official <laughs> title. And it's really funny. Triple A. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I saw um someone reposted this on Twitter with the meme of the the pregnant girl standing next to the chalkboard with all the names. <laughs> I saw that too and it was really funny. funny. Really funny. <sighs> I would love to like be in those meetings where they're like let's meet about that name again even though we've already decided on it. Like just thinking about like our own work life, like having that happen is just like the worst thing ever. And then for that to happen so many times, what's going on there? I want the, I want a documentary just on that. I agree. Um, my last piece of news. I can't remember if we've talked about this show before. There's a Netflix, um, limited series called zero day and it's starring Robert De Niro and Jesse Plemons and Lizzie Kaplan, uh, Connie Britton, Angela Bassett, Bill Camp, Jeez. Dan Stevens. I don't know what it's about, but stacked cast. Seriously. Very prestigious. Mm-hmm. And that's for Netflix? Yes. Wow. Um, even... More prestigious than that on Netflix is that um, Uncle Fester, played by Fred Armisen, on Wednesday is going to get a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, Fred Armisen, he, if he's involved, it's going to be great, right? I don't know. I, no, <laughs> I don't know about this. He was only in Wednesday for like no. half an episode, I think. As oh, someone, really? that as, is so interesting. As someone who watched, someone who watched, as it, someone who did. watched Wednesday, I'm surprised. But I think it's just, I think though, in the advertising, he was in those ads. You know, like mm-hmm. people were expecting him to be in the whole thing. Kind of, I was, because. They're like, oh, that let's, is so let's show them Fred Armisen and get them excited that he's going to be in it. And he's bald because <laughs> he's Uncle Fester. Wow. So now he's getting his own show. Congrats. And um, as a publicist, here's my Las Culturistas oh, perfect. input here. Um, in the episode with Seth where they interview Seth Meyers. It's a really great episode. I highly recommend. Um, but they talk a little bit about fred armison and his involvement in los spookies and kind of like some of his ideas around it and it was really interesting and funny i can't even think of specifics right now so that's just a plug to go listen because it was (laughs) really funny i actually in my catch-up i didn't listen to that one yet so i can't wait add it to your list can't wait um okay my final piece of news see there actually was a lot of news this week odd yeah there was um anyway is that john ham is getting his own apple show 
What? Surprised you didn't know about this from your Sorry friend. to everyone's ears. It's called I'm so confused. It's called Your Friends and Neighbors and it is about uh John Hamm will be playing a recently divorced hedge fund manager who after being fired resorts to stealing from the wealthy residents in his upstate New York suburb in order to keep his family's lifestyle afloat. This is exactly what we were saying we like him doing uh-huh. is when he's like playing a like wealthy, powerful, bad person. So that's literally yes. perfect. Like an intriguing bad guy. Charming bad guy. Yes. So a family man? They wow, were Wow, I'm not ready. They were listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Apple. <laughs> they came up with that in like a month. <laughs> Because they they said, hey, you know, this John Hamm guy is pretty good on the morning show. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Okay, I can't wait. Um, All right. For our top three, um, in relation to the crown ending, we thought it would be fun to crown our (laughs) royal television shows of 2023. So there will be one, one show to take the crown, but we we also nominate a couple of prince and princesses to, um, we have to recognize them. Yes. Okay. Nate, who are some of your prince and princesses of 2023? Well, first I thought of, uh, they come, they go together, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, Major prince and princess of, of TV of the year. Yeah, I had them too. They are top tier next in line to the crown. Totally. For me. Yes. Um, You know, I have jury duty, the whole jury duty family. That's brilliant. Yes. That show really took everyone by surprise. And go freebie for that one it really is wild that a show that everybody was watching and talking about was on freebie that's (laughs) in that is i just can't even with that that's pretty amazing that must have been driving all the other huge streamers like bonkers like how do we figure this out like what's the strategy here like there is none just make a funny weird show yeah, and like something that like is that everyone will watch. I think that's another. I don't know if that's key, but like that is what helped them. I think. Mm-hmm. Big time. That's a really good one. That feels like so long ago. So I'm glad that you even remembered that because I kind of didn't. That's the good thing about um, posting what you watch every week on. Or I mean, all, every month on Instagram because I just quickly went through my Instagram highlights and so true. looked at all the shows I watched this year. Um, one of my princesses of tv of 2023 i said kim cattrall because she had one tiny little scene in and just like that and she took the world by storm more than the entire other cast of this show and it was really magical actually it truly truly was and that's a perfect perfect queen that i mean i guess princess and that is what the ideal princess job would be is to work for about one hour not even one hour i, I don't know how long she had to work for but yeah. then get 
have the rest of the year off. Mm-hmm. I don't think she had the rest of the year off. She was in other stuff, but she probably could have. That's true. But seriously, like the amount of money that she got definitely got them to pay her for that. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm sure she's set. She could probably like buy a house or something. Buy a house. <laughs> Go get, get That's the most money. expensive thing me and Jordan can think of. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a rich person's house, like an actor's house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um. Okay, my, I have, uh, I have three little princes actually not three little princes it's two princes the jonas brothers proclaimed to fame wow i i really kevin like that when you say the jonas brothers you mean frankie and kevin i mean frankie <laughs> and kevin i mean they are they he is a jonas brother to clarify. yes that would be really funny as if like in conversation you're like oh yeah like the jonas brothers and they're like oh yeah the band and you're like no no i'm talking about the hosts <laughs> of claim to fame claim to fame <laughs> <sighs> wow totally totally deserving of crowns i'm glad you agree yes um another okay that my final prince i have we were just talking about him but i said john ham no, I have not started Fargo, but I've ho- heard that he's ob- obviously great in it. And um, I'm excited to start it. And I think that his, just him being in the morning show, kind of like helped revamp that series. This was its best season yet by a long shot. I completely agree. He had such a great year. Seriously. He got married. To someone was on the morning show. (laughs) I think about it every time. (laughs) And I think, could that be me? Could I have married a man that's his age? If it's him. And I say, I think, yes. (laughs) I think about it for one second. And then I say, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Nipple rings on Fargo, which we've already talked about. (laughs) And... Also, he was he also was shirtless on Good Omen season two. That's literally the only thing I know about. Oh wow, that show. you're right. <laughs> so yeah, good year for John Hamm. Yeah. Um, my final princess is Io Edebree. She had oh. such a great year. Yes, and is incredible in the Bear, and is and everyone is obsessed my- with her. It's amazing. Favorite people. Yeah. As they should. Dang. That also makes me think an honorary prince is Desi from Girls. Don't need to know his real name. Ebon. It's true. But Io, Io, if you're going to pick one person from the bear, it's her. But I would sprinkle. I would do Mean Girls style break up a separate crown for the rest of them, especially especially (laughs) Desi. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I totally agree. Wow, good list. I know that there was some good TV this year. Yeah. I also had uh, a baby crown for Steven Young and Ali Wong for beef. Yes. That seems like it was so long ago, but that was this year and was also great and mm-hmm. very popular. Totally. But clearly, there was one royal family that took the crown. Their name is even in the word royal. Good point. That's brilliant. The Roy family gets the crown. And this is a crown. They get. It's kind of 
it's kind of fun because like the whole point of succession is that they're all trying to get the crown mm-hmm. but in our version they all get it that's beautiful if only the roys could Isn't know it? that <laughs> Them, themselves yeah. in their own world <laughs> like Ugh. it's okay if you don't get the company you're going to be crowned the kings of 2023 <laughs> television by girl meet show <laughs> If only we would like make physical little plastic crowns that are like have a personalized and we could just mail them out to all these people. <laughs> what an honor. Even though them. we didn't get a PR box, even though we DM'd them and asked. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll mail rude. them all crowns. <laughs> um, We've done more press for them than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no one would, be, would have even heard of Succession if it weren't for this podcast. you know i hate that sometimes i feel like that's true it's kind of like my favorite little indie band taylor swift (laughs) (laughs) wow it is true though it really is like succession is kind of like the american equivalent of royalty like the crown it's like it's about getting companies more than an actual monarch totally so it really mm-hmm. very clear parallels that's true it's very interesting yeah if you had to choose one out of out of they all they all win the year if you had to pick one representative who would get the crown for the show for this final season do you think it's really hard oh, good question that is really hard i kind of think i would give it to kendall I think mm. he, I think that in the long run, he wins. Down the road, after what we saw, how it ended. Um, I think he is free of a lot of things. And I think he is, is actually, could be crowned king. Yeah. In that way. Um, I like that answer. I think I would I would maybe give it to Shiv. Especially everything yeah. that everything that like acting wise and everything in this final season Shiv. Part of me also wants to give it to Logan. Truly the one that looms yeah, over true. everything. Like no one will ever actually succeed him in perception forever. Like, you know, like no one can actually live up. So it's hard. So I'm cheating and yeah, like his impact is interwoven into every fiber of that family's being. Yeah. And they for all years to come. they all come up short forever. Like they mm-hmm. I like to think Kendall Kendall can be free eventually. I really would like to know a follow up of what they're all doing in twenty years, but who Maybe knows? Maybe we'll get a movie down the road. <laughs> I mean that would be amazing. I'd like to think that. <sighs> Um, okay. On to the real crown. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, part two picks up after Princess Diana's death, which like once I realized that that's why they redid like a part one and a part two and there would be like a little bit of a time jump. Like it made the parts made sense to me and I kind of appreciated that they did them in parts. Um, but Overall, with this part two season, 
wow, was I bored. Like, especially in the first two episodes, I was just, like, falling asleep. And I was just like, what is this? Like, why am I watching this? And then, and I just, like, I think it's, it's really hard to do, like, current-ish stuff is what I've kind of determined. Like, the Kate and William stuff, like, none of that really landed for me. Like, and I, I liked the William actor. I did not like the Harry actor at all. And... I like, but I did like the finale. So it was kind of a roller coaster. Yeah. I would say the parts that worked the best for me were the Queen and Margaret stuff. Yes. Like, I agree. They're, I don't know. It They have kind of fumbled it a bit with the William, Kate, Harry stuff. Um, even though you're, it was, it was pretty amazing how much, William in the show looked like William I we all grew up seeing his picture and he's just so cute and stuff you know like he really did look like him I thought not he wasn't like a clone Mm -hmm. but like I I was like wow I can really see the vision here you know totally um but I yeah I actually liked the finale especially because I think I was bracing myself because people were talking about oh it's so like that's so cheesy to have the three actresses but it actually kind of worked for me I liked that um, I agree. I think my overall thing at the end of this season, I I kind of felt like a show that started very critical of the royals, like sympathetic in their way because they're showing about how they've, you know, basically ruins all of their emotional lives for the sake of being royal and it's pointless. I feel like it kind of ended being like team Royals. It was, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Like it was kind of like, like I get it that it's like, there's all like they're, they are, they play a role, you know, it's like, it was pretty enlightening this whole series of seeing the queen meeting with all of the prime ministers and stuff. You know, it's like they have, like she has an effect on this, but I felt like they, the first maybe half, or more than half of the series, it was, like, very... It was also condemning the royals and, like, the mo- a monarchy in general, you know? Um, yeah. And then by the end, I really felt like it was almost very, like, touchy-feely and, like, oh, there's... It's just, wow, look at this family and like, it's, it's actually magical. really hard to be part of the royal family. Yeah, and, like... Even even the Margaret stuff, which like for me, the episode of of Margaret in this final season was like so brutal and devastating and sometimes kind of some a weird little nitpicky thing was like some of the music choices they made when she's having like strokes were kind of like the music was almost kind of silly. And I was like, what is happening? This music does not match. This is a very scary thing happening. And this music is making it seem kind of like a joke. And I was really mm-hmm. uncomfortable about that. But I felt like I there were really beautiful moments between, like, Elizabeth and Margaret. And, like, they really were, like, each other's ultimate, to me, kind of soulmates in life. And yet I felt like earlier in the series, it, even in part one, when Margaret is mad at Elizabeth, so it's like, look at all these things you took away from me all this time. I didn't really get any of that aspect. So it's like, I kind of liked how there was always that darker side to their sisterhood too. 
And so I felt like it kind of ended kind of like only positive. I don't know. That was just my perception, though. Well, I kind of thought that they could have done a better job at like tying in her relationship with Margaret to um, Harry and what's his name's relationship. Yes. William. What? William. Yeah. Like the sibling siblingness and like she at the end of the series like she does say like it's sometimes almost harder to be number two and I thought that that like foreshadowing of what we now know has happened to Harry Mm -hmm. was like really interesting but I think they could have done a lot better job of like tying that those those storylines into each other um and like developing that a little bit that is so smart and I completely agree there's just so many things they could have done with about being second in line that I think you're so right. Yeah. It seemed like the, in this last season as a whole part one and part two, they were more focused on like telling situations that like were like popular that like historical things that happen that people know, like they were more interested in like, just like replaying those stories similar to like American or um, what are those things that Ryan Murphy does? Not American Horror Stories. Crime Story? But, like, the Monica Lewinsky one. Yeah. Yeah. American Crime Stories. Like, where it's just, like, a retelling of something. But, like, the early seasons of The Crown are, like, telling a deeper story, like you said, of, like, royalty and, like, why it's around and is it good or is it bad kind of thing. Yes. And I just feel like that whole plot was missing in this last season. Something that I wrote in my notes was, like, was do they even have a point of view on William at all like they didn't I didn't think there was a point of view at all whereas his character was actually pretty boring yes also and from what like like you just said the first parts it's like the point of making this show at all what do we learn from these this true historical story and what do we learn from this this woman's 70 year reign as queen and the stories leading up to this and all these other things. And they were telling some stories earlier on, like you're saying, and this just was like flat. Yeah. Really sad because I do feel like it started out so strong Mm -hmm. and like the stories that they were telling were, are interesting, but like one other thing, my last thought is that like, I felt like at the beginning of this season, they were, like, talking about, like, how she, like, she was given, like, input on how they could, like, modernize the monarchy. Mm-hmm. But then we never really saw, like, what that actually turned into. Like, how, did they take any of that input? And, like, did they do anything to, like, modernize it? Like, I they didn't really show any of that Yeah, that's, that's so a good So it was like, point. why did you even show us that? And, because, and to me... The, when she just was like, oh, all the all interviewing all these people with silly jobs taught me was that it's import, tradition is important. And so that was another thing where I was like, OK, so the show agrees with that. Yeah, they, they're they disagree with like they think Tony Blair is wrong. Like it it was a little it was just a completely different take than the earlier seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wonder if they felt like they had to like tiptoe less because they were getting into like current day. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting. Maybe they did because they really didn't seem to pull many punches earlier on. 
mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's like, well, I never read Harry's book, but it seems like that would be much more interesting than this, you know? Yeah, it's true. I think you probably would have gotten a little bit more coming from someone who only read a fourth of the book. <laughs> <laughs> um i wanted to ask you i feel like a lot of the time was spent on like um william and kate's courtship and i didn't google this at all so i'm curious how like true was that because i thought it was really interesting because i do know that like when megan and harry got married and like started dating like everyone was like oh megan is just wanting it for the crown like she's been plotting this for so many years but I never heard that about Kate. And then that, the show's basically saying that that is what Kate and her mom did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've saved so many tweets <clears throat> that I was seeing from the last week. Cause I follow, I follow someone who is American and was watching and was like, so like Kate's mom plotted this whole thing and this, how they all, this is how they got together. And all of these replies from British people, or, like, this is so funny because British people knew this already. Like, Americans discovering that Kate's mom was the equivalent of a stage mom, but for class progression. <laughs> and then some people were, like, some people who defend the crown, or, well, they like, the literal, in real life, the crown and the royals and stuff, they're like, no, that's not true. Blah, 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 blah. But a lot of people are saying... um, like someone said, the British media are trying really hard to make it into a love story after Harry and Meghan, but they broke up numerous times because he wasn't sure he wanted to be with her, which is why they gave her the nickname Waity Katie, W-A-I-T-Y. And then she stuck around long enough, so he said, sod it, <laughs> which I really like that <laughs> British slang. Um, but yeah, and apparently there was like this whole other girl that he proposed to that like had a title and stuff that was like kind of a better fit, but he like couldn't get anyone else to like, no one else wanted to marry him. And they were like, why would I, why would I want to marry, be like the queen? Like I don't want to deal with that and you're boring and all this stuff. And so then finally he proposed (laughs) to Kate. Like it was just, it's just really funny. There is a debate about the plotting because people are like, well, everyone takes a gap year and it was just a coincidence that she went to that school and did that program. But then other people are like, yeah okay that's a coincidence like Mm -hmm. but i as an american i didn't know who she was until their engagement pictures were everywhere like i didn't know this whole backstory of like they broke up a bunch of times but she kind of just was like hanging around and kind of like waiting it out like their the nickname says until he like proposed to all these other people and then no one said yes and so then he married her (laughs) So it's just funny. And it is extremely ironic, like you said, comparing it to Harry and Meghan, who they really seem like they met organically and just fell in love, you know, Mm -hmm. and she didn't really have designs on being a princess or a duchess or whatever. No. And it kind of seems the opposite. Oh, another thing I read that was really interesting was that um, when she before they were engaged or anything. Like, people knew who Pippa Middleton was already, too. Oh, yeah. And people called them the Wisteria sisters because 
they would just hang around like wisteria plants and they would just hang around and like look pretty and try to get like noticed by the paparazzi and invited to parties and stuff <laughs> and i was like who comes up with these nicknames the wisteria sisters that's like next level yeah that is iconic like people were posting screenshots from like the daily mail and stuff from back then and they were like mm-hmm. so harsh i couldn't believe it but wow couldn't help but laugh even though they're mean but dang that's they're a mean, good but funny insult the wisteria they're sisters. they really are witty <laughs> Uh, that is really funny that's all my thoughts on the crown did you have anything else no that's literally it oh actually my last thing is that i was like where do i know kate's mom from where do i know her from and then i saw that she is that awesome badass lady from house of the dragon that oh my gosh yes that is her isn't that thank wild. you so much i like yes, in, in kind of like modern blonde hair and then normally i'm used to seeing her with like yeah. the white targaryen hair and stuff so that was very funny oh my gosh yeah that is interesting wow love that yeah um all right crush of the week last crush of the year who's it gonna be oh my gosh i can't believe i didn't think of someone ahead of time i didn't either Hmm. I want to hear yours first. Please. Um, okay, I'll go first. I I'm going to go with Luke Wilson. I just watched The Family Stone this oh. weekend. Me too. And I love as I love asking people if they're more attracted to Luke, Luke Wilson or who's the other guy? I can never remember his name. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's a weird name. Yep. Um and I'm a Luke Wilson girly. Dermot Mulroney is so hot, but like how, especially in that movie, like how could you ever pick any him over Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson's like the dream guy, right? It's perfect. Yeah, I watched that this weekend too, and I don't know what his job is, but yeah, he's. <laughs> I mean, he does. He misses his flight twice. It's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Um. Okay. Well, here's what I I wa- started watching this week. I'm two seasons behind on Great British Bake Off, and so I started the not this most not the most recent season, the one before, because I can. I didn't realize you hadn't watched. No, I just never did. And finally, I was like, "That's exactly what I need to watch right now." It's truly. I think it might actually be the like the only real cure for Sunday scaries, actually, because. That's when I started it was on Sunday night. Perfect. Um, and I, I'm early on in the season, so I don't really know all the people yet to have a crush on any of them. But I'm going to say Noel from Great British Bake Off. I love him. He's so funny. Wow. That is fascinating. My family hates the hosts. And wow. I feel like I'm so late to the game on Great British Bake Off that like if you're earlier on people like the hosts more i will say the new season has the new host with noel and it's i like her a lot and i like their dynamic a lot so but it i'm i'm glad to know people like noel i my family i feel like we've been watching it in like this silo and we're always like we don't like them i like <laughs> noel i hate matt and so that was part of yeah, why i was like he's clearly the worst i need to watch 
I, I actually thought this. I was like, I need to go back and watch that one because I can't watch the season. And then the one without him will be like a little treat because totally. I don't think That's he's funny perfect. at all. He's so painful. Um, but no, I like Noel. You should. Okay, I love that. Honestly, I was actually thinking this while I was watching. I was like, Taylor needs to go back because this is one where you can drop in wherever and watch a season. But some of the yeah. some of those old seasons, I would really like to see how you feel about the old old hosts that were two women and they were a very I thought they were pretty funny. They always have to do that stupid okay, stuff at the know. beginning of the episodes, which is really yeah. painful and sometimes I fast forward it. But they were great, and there's some just absolute cuties in those old seasons that are just so worth going back to watch. So if you are in a drought. I suggest that. Maybe I'll make my family do that over Christmas. You really should. You really should. Love it. All right. Well, that's it. Happy 2023. Hopefully all of your dreams came true this year. (laughs) And may there be great television next year. Thank you for listening to us talk about all the things and we appreciate you. Bye.